to Comic Talk Today for Wednesday, September 18th, 2019. I'm Martin, and no, your ears do not deceive you. I have returned to my own show. Welcome. Some of you have been wondering where I've been. I haven't been really anywhere. I've just been taking a small break from the show. It uh, it was a lot of work, a lot of work. You know, I was doing five days a week almost sometimes. So uh, I am back. I'll be on a shorter schedule, we'll say. Uh, I'm only going to record one or two a week of the show. Dustin, of course, will continue to do the Comic Talk headlines on here. So uh, if you've been listening to that, thanks to Dustin for keeping up with the show. And uh, thank you for staying aboard. So today, on my first episode back, I was like, what do I want to talk about? There's so many things going on. And the first thing I thought about was Valiant Comics. You guys know I love Valiant Comics. I've been reading Valiant for uh, 26 years since Exo Man of War number zero came out in, uh, God, I don't know, sometime in 93. I want to say like May, June, 93, something like that. Uh, beautiful cover. Um and it really got me – it stuck with me. It stuck with me. I've loved Valiant ever since. Of course, I do the Valiant Central podcast, and this episode will actually be reposted as an episode of the Valiant Central podcast because, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to record this week with the guys. And so I asked them. I said, hey, I think I want to talk about Valiant on Comic Talk today. Do you guys mind if I just repost that? And they said, sure, go ahead. So that's what we're doing. So if you're listening to this on the Valiant Central podcast feed – Welcome. This episode will be a little bit different because it's just me and Travis and Duan will not be joining. Of course, if you listen to the network feed or you subscribe to multiple shows, just be aware that this will be repeated both on the Comic Talk Today feed and the Valiant Central podcast feed. All right. So why do I want to talk about Valiant? Well, number one, I always want to talk about Valiant. That's for sure. I love Valiant Comics. I love the new crew. I love the new crew. And if for a little while there were a little... In the lulls, as they say, wondering what was going to happen after uh, Dinesh and everybody left. But uh, I really like the crew that's in, in place right now. And uh, it's got me really excited again. You know, I, after we went to Chicago to C2E2 this past year, uh, or this year rather, and uh, I got to meet some of the guys, I was uh, I was really impressed by the passion, right? It's a different kind of company right now. But there's still a lot of passion in there, and, and I love working with these guys. Uh, Greg Katzman has been absolutely amazing to uh, deal with. He does marketing over at Valiant, and uh, he, he sends me DMs all the time. And I just, I just love the guy. So I want to shout Greg out uh, for really probably being the inspiration for the return of the Valiant Central podcast, and for me really – Getting excited about Valiant again. Uh, everybody else is awesome, though. I- I've talked about Heather Antos many a time. She's one of the editors there. I'm very excited for her being there. I think she's doing great work. And, I mean, everybody else. I, I don't want to demean any particular person. You know what I mean? Everybody there is great. So why are we talking about Valiant today? Well, there's two things, actually, that uh, have popped up in the last, I would say, week or so, maybe even less than that, that uh, had me really thinking, like, I think it's time that I bring the show back, bring come back to, to Comic Talk today, and, and talk about some of these things. Number one, of course, is one that I'm really excited about. It's uh, a new book. So that's what we're going to kick off. And then we're going to talk about some movie stuff that I find particularly interesting. So the book that was announced, uh, I, I got a message yesterday, the day before, and then I think the official marketing email came out, I want to say this morning, maybe late last night is The Return of the Visitor. 
Now, The Visitor is going to be written by Paul Levitz. That's very exciting. We'll get to that with art by MJ Kim. And The Visitor is one of those characters that I've loved for a very, very long time. The Visitor is kind of a divisive character. Uh, I actually have a an original sketch of The Visitor. I've been I've been looking to find some original art pages from this book. I haven't had much luck. I'm sure that the one other visitor fan in the entire universe probably picked up all these pages at some point in time. But I love this character. It was created by Bob Layton and Bernard Chang. Uh came out, I mean, I don't remember even, 94, 95, I want to say. It was uh direct repercussions of the Harbinger Wars and... I mean, I can spoil a 25-year-old comic, right? Uh, it turns out that Peter Stanchek, one of the most powerful harbingers of the Valiant universe, uh, we'll, we'll go, if you're not a Valiant fan, kind of similar to Mutants, X-Men-y type, he went through this kind of transformation and returned to comics as the Visitor. And for many an issue, nobody knew who the character was. It is revealed towards the end of the series who it is. And uh, that was kind of a little bit of a shocker, I guess. But it made sense once you read the whole story because there's a lot of Harbinger references throughout the book. And you couldn't tell because this character was played up like uh, he was an alien being that came to Earth, super powerful. He had this weird red and blue costume with this ginormous uh, red cape. His face was covered, uh, had the giant Spider-Man bug eyes on there. Uh, in terms of character design, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it holds up nowadays. I don't even know if it held up back in, in 95. But I love the character. I love the book. I love the character. I don't even know what it is about it. For some reason, there was just like a little bit of a cheese factor there that I really enjoyed. And of course, as I've told many a time uh, on Valiant Central and some of the other shows, uh, one of my favorite books from Valiant ever is Psylords, who's that was also kind of a very cheesy, uh, like throwback sci-fi type story that they did. And I, I just love that kind of stuff. Love that kind of stuff. Of course, my favorite Valiant character is still Exo Man of War, so don't get it twisted. That is still the case. It's always been the case, uh, and it still is. Maybe at some point I'll do an episode on Exo Man of War because uh, – anyways, doesn't matter. That book is coming soon, returning soon. But The Visitor was announced coming in December, and this looks like a very different Visitor. In fact, I would say almost unrecognizable aside from the fact that he's got the, the full body covering – and something that looks like these giant bug eyes on his face. Mm, kind of, not really. So I, I could see some inspiration for the character, but uh, it looks very, very different. Uh, in fact, I was kind of taken aback when I first saw the cover image for this book. Because he is wielding two guns. And the original Visitor Incarnation never had guns. Uh, this one also doesn't have a cape. I'm cool with that. I think capes can be a little uh, overplayed sometimes. But uh, I like the new design. It's much cleaner. It's just red and black. Uh, he does kind of look like maybe uh, one of those gray alien types uh, with this mask that he's wearing. And uh don't know much about this whole thing. I'm going to try to get some uh, some more details, see what I can uh, dig out of the Valiant crew, uh, because I'm, I'm really excited for this book. Uh, the art is fantastic. Like I said, it's MJ Kim, who uh, did some work on the Faith Dreamside miniseries that came out, I guess, a year or two years ago. Um, Great artist, 
I think this looks even better than Dreamside. And maybe I'm a little biased because I've never been a, a huge Faith fan, but uh, I think this really looks great. Uh, of course, written by Paul Levitt. So that's that's a huge, huge get for Valiant. If you are not big into following, I don't want to say personalities, maybe that's, that's not the right way. Uh, but Paul Levitt used to be president of DC Comics, uh, wrote Legion of Superheroes. He... He found a ton of people to come work at DC. Uh, I know he was one of the guys instrumental in bringing like Alan Moore over from the UK. Um, he, he's worked with George Perez. Uh, it's just crazy. This guy, this guy is a, a comic book legend, right? Eisner Award winner, like just a legendary guy and a guy that has loved comics his entire life. Um, I don't think he's been writing or doing anything comics related in, in, in a little while, but he, the interesting thing about Paul is he's a comic book historian. So if you, uh, look up his books, he does have, uh, some books on the history of comics, which are really fascinating. Highly recommend you check those out. But I mean, Paul Levitz, DC guys, you know who this guy is. This is a big get for Valiant. Big, big get for Valiant. Now part of me wonders, like, how is the storytelling gonna be different, right? Because Paul Levitz being, kind of a guy that's been around for decades already, maybe we would see a different kind of story than you might see from a younger writer, uh, a more modern writer. Uh, so I'm really curious. And, you know, there have been some images released, uh, teaser images, preview images as to this book, and it's mostly art. There's uh, – I don't think there was re- any dialogue on any of these pages. Uh, but the art alone and the, the page breakdowns, the panel layouts uh, look really, really fantastic. So I'm, I'm curious to see how this is going to go. Now, the tagline for this book is Untraceable, Unstoppable, Unkillable. That gives me more of a, a ninjack vibe, right? Kind of a, a spy stealthy kind of thing. But it is also billed as a sci-fi mystery. So because of that, I do have hopes that there will be some semblance to the original visitor and and what that will be i don't know right i I don't want it to be peter stanchik again i mean it could be and if it is and that's fine and you know i i feel like paul's a great enough writer to find some way to connect that and make it make sense uh, because peter's had an interesting history at valiant uh over the last couple of years but i would love for this to be a brand new character or somebody else that maybe we've seen but haven't really seen a whole lot of yet. Maybe one of the, the secondary characters who is uh, kind of being brought to the limelight. I think that'd be really cool. But I'm I'm really, really excited for this book, and I hope that uh, anyone listening to this will pre-order this. Uh, just pre-order it because you, you go to your shop, and you tell your shop, listen, I was listening to this guy, Martin. He will not shut up about comics, ever. He will not shut up about Valiant Comics, ever. And he told me he loved this minute, third-rate Valiant character from 30 years ago, and they have a new book coming out. I need you to pre-order it for me. Uh, There's some amazing covers for this book, by the way. Really, really amazing. Uh, I love the Michael Walsh variant cover for this. Um, I don't, there's something about it. It's got the visitor like coming out of a fire. It's really cool looking. And, uh, the Kenneth Rockefort variant cover, uh, looks really, really terrific as well. Uh, the Rockefort cover is the pre-order edition. And that's something really cool that Valiant does. So if you're not into Valiant, I do recommend you pick up some of these pre-order editions when they are made available. Uh, it's a great way for Valiant to ensure that they have a steady sales number, right? Because you can pre-order these books, so you're ordering like an entire arc at one time, and then you just get the books when they come out. That's terrific. 
And of course, the incentive for that is you get some of these exclusive variant covers only available to people that pre-order. Really cool. Of course, it makes it easy for your shop too because they don't have to worry, well, you know, smaller publisher like Valiant, how many do I order? One copy, two copies. Uh, all right. Well, they have a one in 20. How can I make that work? Like, do I have one Valiant guy in my shop that will buy 20 copies and uh, make up for the, for the order? So go ahead and pre-order this book. It's coming out in December. I'm really excited. Like really, really excited. Really, really excited, if you couldn't tell. Uh, I was very excited for Side Lords, and I think that's going really well. Uh, it's, of course, very different from what I was used to. So I'm sure that Valen's going to have a nice, fresh new take on this one. And, uh, man, the character design is cool, man. It is cool. It's like a great alien mixed with, like, this knight with, like, I don't know. I, I just love it. So check this out. The Visitor coming from Valiant in December. I can't believe this. My prayers have been answered. Uh, the The next piece of news is uh, is movie news, and and this one's a little more interesting, I think, than just a, a book announcement. Uh, book announcements are fine, but you know, there's only so much you can talk about that. the The movie news is is rather interesting because it does tie into a few other things that have been going on in the movie industry over you know the last few months. And of course, what I'm talking about is Sony. Right, so fairly recently, I you know, time is so weird. I don't even know when this happened. Was it a month ago? Two months ago? Who cares? Uh, Sony's fighting with Marvel. They're gonna pull Spider-Man out of the MCU. This and the other, whatever. I haven't talked about that. Maybe I'll do an episode on that. Uh, to be honest, not that huge a deal. But it does relate to this Valiant movie news because for those of you that are Valiant fans that have been following this kind of thing for a while, there's been ongoing conversation about. Valiant characters getting their own movies. Man, I want to say since like 2015. I'm sure I can look this up, but I'm I'm pretty sure that's the case. And for several years, it's been kind of talked about that the plan was there would be a Bloodshot movie and then a Harbinger movie, and then there would be a Harbinger Wars movie. Because, of course, uh, Harbinger Wars was a ginormous event, both in the original Valiant incarnation and in the current Valiant incarnation. And in particular, in the current incarnation, Bloodshot and Harbinger were kind of set at odds together. And, you know, you were going to have these two separate movies and then bring them in. Now, I've talked on this podcast how difficult it is to do this kind of thing, developing some kind of cinematic universe. And everyone that has, you know, that does comics wants to be part of the cinematic universe uh, because Marvel's done so well, right? Like they're making gazillions of dollars every second of the day just on these movies. And everyone wants a piece, right? DC's tried it, maybe uh, not very successfully. Maybe we'll talk about that at some point. I know I've, I've mentioned it in the past. Not very successfully, so they're going kind of a different direction right now. Uh, I will be doing an episode on the Joker probably towards the end of the week because I, I do want to talk about that. It's rather interesting, I would say. And the movie, of course, comes out in a few weeks. DC's going a different direction. Some of the other ones, you know, have kind of fallen by the wayside. Now there's some changes being made to the way that the Valiant movies are going to be coming out. And I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, of course, something like this, it's its probably going to be really hard to get any solid information on the back end. Okay? I will say that. And I'm usually pretty good where if I get some quote-unquote secret information, uh, I don't divulge it. Uh, I don't think that's fair to most people. Uh, sometimes I don't even want to know this information. You know what I mean? But – it, it does happen sometimes. I am curious what exactly the deal is, right? 
when when Valiant was purchased a couple of years ago, there was uh, there was a lot of interesting reactions, and in particular because the company that purchased them wanted to focus on the the films. Understandably, it was partially a movie production company, and so they wanted to focus on the films. And some of the fans were a little worried that that would negatively impact the comics. And you know, looking back on it now, I would say that really hasn't been the case. Uh, you know, Valiant's output has been much lower, yes, but it was also lower before that sale went through, uh, because they really started to focus on, you know, five, six, seven books a month, instead of trying to do eight, ten, or more, uh, or doing bigger stories or more tie-in stuff. Uh, I think that's really interesting, and I think Valiant's in a place right now where they're doing what makes sense, and I have no problem with that. But there must be something going on over at Sony, because first we have the Spider-Man MCU thing, and now it seems like Harbinger will no longer be taking place at Sony. Now, of course, if you've been following, like, Dinesh, for example, he's been very excited. He's one of the producers on on the Bloodshot movie, uh, starting Vin Diesel as Bloodshot. That's coming out in 2020, but the trailer should be dropping within the next, I believe, two to three weeks. The, the first trailer will be dropping. So that's pretty exciting. The movie's done. They're dropping the trailer. We know it's coming out, right? This is, this is like a dream for Valiant fans. Cause I remember being like nine, ten years old and reading letter columns in the back of Valiant Comics and, you know, like Bob Layton responding to, oh yeah, we're working on this movie or working on that movie or Jim Shooter saying something. And of course that never came about. That's a tough business, right? It makes sense. It's a tough business. But now this is a huge business. And so people want to know what's going on. Bloodshot movie's coming out. Harbinger movie? Well, maybe not so much. At least not now. Because it seems like the Harbinger film has been moved from Sony over to Paramount. Now, what does this mean for the movie? Apparently not a whole lot. Really, it probably just means that the movie's being delayed for at least a little while. Hopefully. Technically. Maybe. Now, I could probably look up who owns the rights to what and all this. Uh, you know, you, there, you, there's places you can go online to find this information. Uh, I remember years ago, I used to look up, like, uh, trademark filings from uh, comic book companies. I know, super nerdy. My apologies. But uh, it's really interesting, right? Because you can, you can see why some companies start putting out certain books, like Dynamite's famous for this, because they pick up copyrights or trademarks when they expire. Uh, you can find out when what new books are going to be coming out based on whatever trademark filings, say like DC or Marvel or Valiant they're putting out. Uh, so all that's really interesting. But uh, it, it, apparently the, the, the rights thing here with, with Sony was, was rather odd. Uh, it seems like maybe Sony just purchased rights to Bloodshot, and by extension they're going to be doing Harbinger. But it seems like maybe that wasn't necessarily part of the deal. And if somebody at Valiant wants to correct me on some of this, I would love to uh, record a little sound clip that I could put on the show because uh, I think that'd be interesting. But the movie's no longer at Sony. The movie is now at, at uh, Paramount. And and I, I feel like some Valiant fans are going to be like, oh, boy, here we go again. Here we go again. We're not going to get anything. Valiant's over. Uh, Valiant fans, come on, Valiant fans, you know, we, we love to be hipsters, right? That This is not a secret. I'm not demeaning anybody. I'm not talking smack about anybody. I'm talking about myself as well. Let's be real. Valiant ha- fans are comic book hipsters. That'd be a great episode title. We're not going to use that. So, oh, you know what? Maybe we will use that. Anyways, we're not. So, uh, I, I could see the reactions already. 
And, and I don't think that's really fair, uh, nor probably really accurate, nor accurate. Uh, one thing that's interesting is basically everybody involved with the film currently is still going to be involved in the film. So you're going to have the same director, the same writer, the same producer. Everybody is the same. Um, I can't remember who the, uh, the director and the, the writers are, but uh, I do know that the producer is the guy behind like, Fast and the Furious, for example. So uh, whatever. I'm sure he knows how to make money out of this, right? Just make like a fun action flick. They might not be the best, but they're super fun, very watchable, make tons of money. I do wonder how much of this has to do with some of the, the back end going on between the parent company and Valiant. Uh, and, and it really has me curious to follow up on some of that stuff. I know there's been some some interesting news stories that came out a little bit under the radar about some of the inner workings of the parent company, uh, as well as some of the members of that company and maybe their shady dealings elsewhere. Uh, I don't like to get into any of that stuff because, to be honest, like it doesn't really matter to me. Right, and it, I, don't, I don't even know if it should matter to you because it's not important. What is important is that these comics continue to come out, and hopefully, movies come out as well. Right? I think part of the problem is maybe the MCU has really spoiled comic book fans. Where you expect this like big bombastic production that's going to make a ton of money, people are going to see it. People that don't read comics are going to see it. Right? I mean, if a movie makes a billion dollars, surely it's not just comic book fans watching them. Right? Everybody's seeing these movies. And of course, sometimes you're like, hey, I love Bloodshot. I want this movie to do a billion dollars. And I will tell you, it's not. It will not do a billion dollars. Can it do 100 million, 200 million? Sure, absolutely. Could it do more? Yeah. Would I want it to more? Of course, because I would love for people to be introduced to this character and as a result to the universe. But it's no surprise that none of these things ever really translate into sales. And I haven't looked at sales numbers for months because, to be honest, they are irrelevant and I've talked about why in the past. But even when you have a big movie coming out, there's no there's no sales bumps on any of these books. You might have a sales bump because, you know, speculators might want a certain variant cover or something. But that's about it. That's about it. So what does this move to Paramount really mean? Well, to be honest, I don't think it means anything. The only thing it might mean is that we're no longer going to have a Valiant cinematic universe. And I'm totally okay with that. I'm okay with that. When I do the episode on the Joker later on in the week, I'll, I'll bring some of this stuff back up, and I, I think I may have mentioned some of my feelings on this previously, but cinematic universes don't really mean anything, and they're not necessarily a, a successful characteristic uh, of, of, a, of a movie, right? Just because it's part of a universe means nothing. And I'm curious to see, for example, once Marvel goes into the next phase, how those movies will do, right? Like Shang-Chi movie. I love Shang-Chi. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited for that movie. Will it do well? I don't know. It might do well just by the simple fact that it's a Marvel movie. But like Shang-Chi, The Eternals, some of this other stuff seems a little off. I I, I don't know if it would do as well as, say, an Iron Man or Captain America, obviously an Avengers or even a Spider-Man. So will we get this Harbinger Wars movie at some point? I mean, I would love it. I would love it, right? But do we need that? Do we need that? Can't we just have a film with a great story that we really enjoy? That's all I'm saying. Anyways, that's going to be it for this episode. I want to thank you all for listening. Of course, this is a little bit of a shorter one. I'm trying to get back in the game, baby. I'm trying to get back in the game. But thank you all for uh, listening to this episode. Uh, like I said, this will also be reposted on the Valiant Central podcast feed. So if you just subscribe to that, you can probably skip that episode. But uh, you can also just download it again and listen to it again. 
Why not? Of course, you can find me on Twitter at Geekvine. You can email yell at comictalk.today because I love to be yelled at. I'm a sucker for punishment. And let me know what you want to see in the show. I want to I wanna make this show a little more open. So uh, I, I've talked about this on Twitter. Uh, friend of the show, also part of the Nerd Legion Network, Michael Sparkman, has a fantastic show, uh, The Bibliophile Adventures, that is now on the network. And uh, basically anybody that wants to talk about books can record an episode and he'll pull it out for them. I love the idea. I want more feedback from you guys. So I'm going to be setting up a phone number where you can leave a voicemail and get that all set up. I will love to play your messages on the show. Uh, any topic suggestions that you have, by all means, let me know on Twitter. You can email me, whatever. I would love to put that on here. You want to you wanna say something on the show? Record it. Send it to me. I'd love to have you on. Of course, this show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network, and we are getting huger and huger, and I love it. I love it. We have a ton of new shows since this since the last time I was on this show. I know I've mentioned this on, on the Nerd Legion podcast proper, but uh, we have a ton of new shows. So the Brightside Comics Chat has joined. Uh, I love John and DJ. They're absolutely amazing, really knowledgeable. So go check that out. That comes twice a week. Uh, the Indie Alley has joined the show as well. So check that out. Terrific show uh, doing indie comics and indie wrestling. Terrific idea. Uh, we, of course, as of today, as of the day this episode comes out, the Fantasy Football Legion has come out. Uh, of course, that's put out by the Comic Book Legion guys. So um, shout out to uh, Jake and Mark and Clay and everybody else over there. Uh, they've got a great website, so check that out. But also, they're going to be doing these podcasts. So we have this Fantasy Football show. The Comic Book Legion podcast will also be joining the network uh, if you're listening the day this comes out, it'll be later on today. If you're listening later, then it'll be on your feet already. So uh, check those out. All those are available, of course, everywhere you can find podcasts. Like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, all, all those all those places. And uh, thanks for listening. I'll be back in a couple days. Catch you next time. Bye.